I'm going to go over 20 reasons why, well, it's actually more like 17, I'm going to go over 17 reasons why at the Mayor Group we do an appraisal instead of a CMA. So before I get into this, I probably need to establish what a CMA is in case you're a, a customer, a client, a potential home seller, and not a real estate agent listening to this podcast. So a CMA is, what I'm referring to here is when a, a seller calls a realtor to sell their house, one of the parts of the presentation is how much the house is worth. And the average realtor uses something called a CMA to present to the home seller to establish what the house is worth. Um, every realtor does this a little bit differently, and that's that's actually one, one of the items on my list. But just to kind of give you a general idea, um, it consists of a list of comparable houses that the realtor researches and provides some data on. It can be things like bedrooms, bathrooms, square footage, um, the neighborhood that it's in, the style of home that it is. So the closer those are to the style of house that the person is selling, the more realistic it could be. The one time that this is probably somewhat of a reasonable idea is if you're selling a house in a very new townhouse community and all of the units are almost identical. In that situation, it's pretty easy to determine the price because, again, if you have you know multiples on the market, multiples that have recently sold and they're all very similar, then it's just easy to compare. But if you're in a market like we are here in Southern Maryland where houses are so different, so far apart, built at different times, built by different builders, and some are in neighborhoods, some aren't, it's nearly impossible for the average realtor to go online, look at a couple houses that sold, and then turn around and tell somebody the price of their house. And before I just start rambling on about that, I'll, I'll, I'll get into the list. But just to throw this out here, the chance that that is going to be precise enough that it's either you know not going to be low or high is probably a low percentage. So let's let's hack through this list. The first one is is that you're less likely to fall for the number one mistake that home sellers make, which is to hire a realtor who quotes the highest price. And I did a video on this. Um, it's probably even a podcast. It was basically, you know, when you're on a listing appointment, one of the questions people will generally ask as a realtor is, what does the home seller think the house is worth? And if the realtor believes that that number is significantly different than what the home seller thinks it is, then there is a huge break in the rapport of that relationship. And one of the techniques that some realtors, you know, um, do is that they will tend to give a higher number in order to be able to get the listing. Because if a home seller on some level thinks they're rolling the dice, why not roll the dice with the real estate agent who gives the highest price? I mean, that makes sense. So just to kind of lay this out here, you have multiple different real estate professionals coming in presenting their marketing plans, which are all very similar, and then giving a price. Like one of the biggest differentiators that 
you're going to be, you know, considering is what does this person think my house is worth? And it is totally understandable to see why you would pay more attention to, you would feel more attracted to the person who gives you the highest price. Having an appraisal gives you a third-party independent number that takes that completely off of the table and out of the equation. The next one is really um, situational spe situationally specific. And that is if the house sells really fast, having the appraisal gives the home seller confidence on accepting the offer. So one of the things that I know, guys, is that the first 24, 48, 72 hours in a pretty strong market is the time where you're likely to attract the highest offer. So the scenario is if you receive an offer in 24 hours on a house, the logical thought process is, well, let's wait because if this person is so excited that they're going to go come in right now with the full price offer, let's see if we can get a higher one and let's hold it. And this just happened to me like probably two months ago. And word for word, and this is, and I actually had an appraisal, but this is why I know this is true. Word for word was, well, they, you know, we fully expect if we're going to get an offer this fast, we, we should be getting many, many more offers. Well, guess what? Monday morning came around. They had no more offers. And that client sat from Friday night until Monday morning waiting for them to accept their over full price offer. And do you think they reconsidered their offer during that time? Absolutely. So when you're in a situation where a house is really hot and it's getting a lot of activity, the reason why it sells for more in the first 24 hours and 48 hours is because there's a fear of losing out. Like you're afraid someone else is going to come along. So if you're really excited about a house, you're going to want to come in really strong to get it locked up before anybody else gets a chance to buy it. And as a home seller, that's when you're going to get the highest offer. And in order to be able to be confident about accepting an offer, you need an appraisal to establish the price in your mind so that you know if it's over that number, you've already made more money than you're really you know, entitled to because the, the chances now is that the buyer's going to, you know, get financing and the financing company is going to order an appraisal and that appraisal uh, could very well come into the first appraisal, in which case you may have to lower the price, but there's also a strong chance that it's going to come in higher than their first appraisal because appraisers don't like to screw up deals and you can sell it over the appraisal, but you won't have that confidence accepting an offer 24 hours in without an appraisal. So the next one's kind of like the opposite. What if the house sits on the market for a while and then you start to have doubts like, oh, well, maybe it's not really worth all this. And, you know, the realtor, maybe they just gave me a CMA that was high or they just, you know, missed the mark here. And now it's not really worth what they said it was worth. And then you get a low ball offer. So then it plants a seed in your mind that your house may be only worth what that low ball offer is worth, or maybe it's not totally low. Maybe it's like ten or twenty thousand dollars low. You don't have any other offers, and you're going to seriously consider that offer. But if you have an appraisal, it anchors the price in your mind so that you can then 
know that that is a low ball offer, and then you can at least make a more educated decision. You'll feel more confident in your negotiating because you have an anchored price from a third-party trained professional. The next one is that you will no longer believe that the realtor is lowballing the price to get a quick sale. I think a lot of home sellers believe that realtors will quote a lower than, you know, aggressive price in order to get a quick offer, get the house under contract and sold so they can get paid. Like there's now this, you know, uncomfortable conflict of interest and especially if the home seller sort of doesn't fully trust the realtor and that can easily creep into somebody's mind like oh this person is just trying to undersell it so they can sell it quickly which brings me into my next point and that is that the realtor this is the 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 home seller believes that the realtor doesn't fully appreciate all of the valuable aspects of the house like they don't fully appreciate how big my basement is how nice my deck is how much better my yard is how the construction quality of my home is so much better than uh, than the average house in this area or they don't know how much money i've spent fixing it up or they don't know how desirable my neighborhood is so they don't fully appreciate the price of my house well when you have the appraisal who appreciates what doesn't matter it's all about how much is this house actually worth based on the independent third-party opinion of a trained professional. All right, so the next one is in the same uh, vein here, and it's also um, the last one I'll talk about, but this is, you know, it's really important, and that is that home sellers believe that if the realtor doesn't believe the same price that they do, like let's say, let's say it another way, I'm a home seller. You don't believe in my price, so therefore you're not going to push my house as hard as you would if you did believe in my price. So then home seller believes that they're not going to get a good enough offer because the realtor is not going to sell it as much as well as they could be. So I mean, just think about anything, guys. Somebody gives you something to sell and you don't think it's worth what you're trying to sell it for. It, it legitimately would be hard to argue. However, there's a couple flaws in this thinking. The first one is, and, and this nothing to do with the appraisal, there's only an 11% chance that the realtor who lists the house is going to be the one to bring the buyer. And the way that real estate works, the buyer works with the buyer's realtor to see the house independently of the listing agent. And then they negotiate through their realtor to the listing agent. So basically what I'm saying is the buyer takes their own realtor, sees the house, decides what they want to offer, and they write it independent of anything to do with the listing agent. Now, take this all away. You get the appraisal, and now the alignment between what the realtor believes and hopefully what the home seller believes is all based on the appraisal, and there's no more mistrust and there's no more believing that the realtor doesn't believe it and there's a chance hey the house appraised for more than the realtor thought it would now the realtor believes it's worth more so if that ever does come into play at least they'll be on board with the price all right this next one's a little bit nuanced and that is home sellers sometimes believe or or this could legitimately be a thing where if you're a real estate agent you're might want to or at least home sellers believe that 
the realtor is going to be conservative with their estimate because they feel obligated to sell it for that price. Like if I tell you your house is worth 400000 and it doesn't sell, two things happened. Either I missed the price and I am not good at figuring out how much houses are worth or I told you too big of a price to try to get the listing. And either one of those scenarios is a misalignment between the realtor and the home seller and they create a negative relationship between the two. So with the appraisal, the realtor doesn't feel pressured to be conservative with the price or to try to reach whatever number they gave. The goal now becomes an alignment between the realtor and the seller just to get the most money as possible, but we have an anchored price that we're both shooting for together. So the next one is, is that an appraisal is the most advanced, most precise measurement of how much a home is worth that is available. So starting at the bottom, you're using artificial intelligence or an algorithm, and that's going to be a Zillow estimate or uh, another website that uses the similar you know, um, market statistics on square footage and bedrooms, bathrooms, and then just runs an estimate. And then... Up from there, you have something called a BPO. It's a uh, buyer's, what is it, a something price. What I've never done one before. But if a, um, a bank is going to foreclose on a house or is doing a short sale, they ask a realtor to do something called a BPO where they go out to a house and they take a couple pictures of the outside. They might take one of the inside. And they do like a little quick CMA. And the, the bank gives them this like long form that they have to fill out you know, where you have to give all these details of what all the other houses have and what's good about it and bad about it. It's sort of like forcing the realtor to be real specific and give data. And that's called a BPO. And that's what uh, could be used to determine the price of a house. The next in line is going to be a CMA. It's where a realtor gives their opinion based on what they've seen in the market. And then the top of the food chain, the most precise um, measurement of a house price is an appraisal. And you could argue that above that would be multiple appraisals. Like if if you just really wanted to nail this, right? I mean, I would say the, the best way to do it would be to get the four best appraisers in the market, have them all do it, take out the highest, take out the lowest, and average the middle two, right? But I mean, that's that would be a little bit excessive. So I would say realistically for 99% for of the world, the best way to figure out the price of a house is from a licensed appraiser who's in the market, who's active full time, and who's a good appraisal. Appraiser. The next reason appraisals are better is because banks who are, it's their job to watch money and make sure they don't lose money. Like a, a bank's literal purpose is to make money. When somebody comes to them and asks to borrow a couple hundred thousand dollars, they get an appraisal. And if anybody cares about money, it's a bank. More than you know, realtors, home sellers, buyers, anybody in the world, a bank is going to use the most advanced methodologies to protect their financial interests. And the way they do that is through an appraisal. They don't call realtors and ask for a CMA. And there's a reason for that. So the difference between the training is really important to understand. So a real estate agent um, is not required 
to have any advanced knowledge on CMAs or guessing a house price. In fact, every brokerage trains realtors differently on how to do it and every realtor does it different so you could ask for a hundred realtors to give you a cma not only would they give you different prices but the way they came to the price is different the format that they provide you different the data points is different and the quality and all of that would be different however an appraisal appraiser is a trained individual whose sole purpose in life is to figure out not life but a sole purpose in their job their primary job is to figure out how much houses are worth and before I got into real estate I actually considered being an appraiser and the reason why I didn't is because in the state of Maryland I was switching careers in the state of Maryland right now it requires the equivalent of a two-year degree that includes very specific credit so it's not even like just because you have an associate's or a bachelor's you're automatically qualified you have to take specific classes for it and then you have to apprentice under somebody you have to do so many hundreds of hours of appraisals under somebody else and they normally don't pay you or they pay you a small fraction like I don't know how anybody would even become an appraiser anymore unless they have a bunch of money in the bank or they have a spouse that works for them. The amount of training involved to become an appraiser is unbelievable. Now, compare that to a real estate agent. All the aspects of selling a house are all into a 60-hour course. I took my course online. Um, I actually sat on my deck and um, I had a laptop and for 17 days I you know went through the course and I took the class and I and I passed my test and the whole process took about 30 days because you have to wait in order to take your test an appraiser is like over a year and again it's just an intense amount of training so this is a, sum it up guys like a realtor is a novice at best a, an appraiser is an expert I mentioned this in the other one, but it's it should it deserves its own separate um, point, and that is that there's no standard for a CMA. So everybody does it different, and you know, like I had said earlier, a hundred different. Uh, I already covered this point, but like there's there's uh, seven to 10 pages of an appraisal with I don't even know how many I guess I can ask my appraisers probably 500 data points whereas an appraise and a CMA could be as simple as there's uh, you, you print out three houses side by side with the MLS you got bedrooms bathrooms square footage and then you come up with the price per square foot you divide it into whatever your house is and then you look at the tax assessments and you sort of ballpark it and that's really all a CMA is all right, the next one's a little controversial, but it, it honestly deserves a serious consideration, and that is, according to the National Association of Realtors, the average real estate agent sells lists and sells 5.6 houses per year. So you're talking about less than every 60 days, and assuming some of them will cluster them together, maybe you sell you know, two houses in April and May when it's super busy and you go the whole winter and you sell one house, you're talking about somebody who does this particular task every 60 days with no standard of what a CMA is. The chance that that person is going to be good at it 
an expert and is going to nail the price and is going to be able to tell you how much your home is worth, your most expensive uh, valuable asset, it's probably very low. And again, that is the average, which means if you just you know took the simple math, you would say 50% of realtors sell less than one house every two months. They don't have the expertise to be able to tell you how much a home is worth. On the other hand, my appraiser, the one that I use, is a full-time appraiser who literally works six to seven days a week and does hundreds and hundreds and hundreds, if not thousands, of appraisals every year, and he's been doing it for 25 years. All right, this next one seems insignificant, but it actually comes into play in, in my world quite a bit that I, because we get appraisals, and that is my appraiser goes in and measures every room of the house, and oftentimes what I find is that houses end up being bigger than what's listed on the tax assessment. So in Maryland, in Southern Maryland, a lot of houses have basements, and the tax assessment typically only shows above grade square footage and when you list a house there is the option to describe the square footage of a finished basement and especially if somebody finished their own basement they don't necessarily know the square footage or they're guessing at it and two things can happen first of all well three first of all you don't have the data so you don't list it and your house doesn't represent properly second of all you uh, underestimate it and third is you overestimate it and you could actually potentially become liable for misrepresentation if you say it's 1500 square feet and it's only 1200 square feet i could see there could be you know an opportunity to be sued for you know misinforming somebody they thought they were buying one thing and they end up you know not getting what they thought so the next one is is that an appraiser can identify lender required repairs so a lot of loan programs in fact, every loan program um, requires an appraisal. And part of an appraisal is an appraiser looking for defects in a house that will be required in order for the financing to take place. So just to give you an example, um, you can't have exposed wiring exposed plumbing missing floor covering so if you were to rip all the carpet out of your bedroom and you got an appraisal and with a va loan a va appraiser would tell you that in order to sell the house in order for the bank to provide financing the flooring has to be covered with a proper floor covering and that's considered a lender require repair some common ones are railings missing railings on uh, front porches and decks and stairs and uh, I've had appraisers find water problems in houses um, broken windows um, missing floor coverings and then again exposed like plumbing so someone took out a vanity in their bathroom and just left it like that like that's not that's not okay so without having an appraisal you don't know if there are any lender required repairs and the appraisal typically takes place late in the game like the first thing we do is we get the inspections done and the 
uh, lender will often wait for the inspections to make sure that those are going to be okay before they order the appraisal. And the appraisal might come in literally the last week before the house sells, only to find out there's lender-required repairs, which also requires the appraiser to come back out and do a reinspection, which costs somebody about $125. But on top of that, you can solve that whole problem by having an appraisal before you list the house to identify any lender-required repairs. Buyers will trust an appraisal over any other advice, like from their buyer's agent. So when this could come into play is if a buyer comes in with a lowball offer or a lower than appraised offer, they don't have any way of knowing how much a house is worth. There's no Kelly Blue Book for a house. Like if I go buy a car, the first thing I'm going to do, if it's a used car, is I'm going to look up the Kelly Blue Book. Like everybody would do that, but there's no such thing for a house. So what buyers do is they typically are looking at more than one house when they're out house shopping. They'll go see five or six. They'll compare them all together in their minds and then they'll make an offer. But they have no point of reference. The other thing is they might be getting advice from their buyer's agent. Their buyer's agent might not be from the area, might not have any idea. And buyers are also trained, some of them more than others, or just it's basically people's life experiences or what they think in their mind. Some people think that they never pay full price. Or, again, they have no way of knowing, so they're afraid of paying too much and they might say oh well I think the house is only worth $400,000. Well if the appraisal says it's worth 425, that anchors in their mind the real price because they will trust the appraisal. Buyers trust the appraisals, sellers trust the appraisals, and this brings me to my next point and that is realtors trust appraisals. So when the realtor is advising the buyer and there is an appraisal. And this really only comes into play if the house is being sold or the offer is under the appraised value. So this does happen sometimes. Like the, the scenarios where houses sell under the appraisal is where there's something about the house that's unique that makes it less desirable. So you can have a house appraised at four hundred thousand dollars, but the next na next door neighbor's house is a foreclosure, and it's not being taken care of, and there's broken windows, and there's a, a like a, an abandoned car in the house. Well, that is going to deter somebody from wanting to pay four hundred thousand because they have this cruddy looking neighbor next to them. And in in those kind of scenarios, or I had a house that was listed, it was really close to a busy road, but the house was great. The road wasn't great. Um, and in those kind of scenarios where the house might sell under the appraisal, you can use the appraisal to bring the buyer's offer up, but it also will help sway the buyer's agent to advise their buyer to make a better offer. So again, like the, the, the realtor might say, oh, well, I think the house is only worth 380000 based on what? You don't, you know, limited knowledge and then you pull out the appraisal, you're like, well, bam, here's how much the house is worth based on the appraisal. Nobody can argue with that because realtors can't, you know, argue out of an appraisal. They can't, I mean, they, they could try, but no one would trust a realtor's opinion over a, uh, an appraisal.
Alright, I'm, I'm reading through my notes. I'm coming up to the last one here. Yeah, I have some notes basically that you can use it to counter off or a low ball off. We talked about that one. And and that's basically that's basically all of them, guys. And then the last one I'll say um, is, and this goes all the way back to the very first, the number two, three, and four, is that it takes an enormous amount of pressure off of the relationship between the homeowner and the real estate agent. And for all the reasons I already described, it takes the question of if the realtor is competent if the realtor believes in the price if the you know it, this that and the other and i think what happens with home sellers is because they don't really know and because for whatever reason and it could be nothing to do with the realtor they don't trust the realtor's opinion or they're scared of losing money and home sellers if you're if you're scared of losing money you're going to want to be um, conservative and by conservative i mean you're going to want to try to sell it high then you're going to not trust the real estate agent and that's going to create tension in the relationship where you're not going to trust anything not anything but you're not going to trust a lot of the things the real the realtor says and the and the last thing I didn't bring this up because I just thought about it but if you are fairly confident in what your house is worth and you were sort of being conservative about holding on to some money you had that you may or may not have been willing to do upgrades on the house with like maybe you're worried that your house might not sell for you know four hundred thousand dollars so you're not going to spend two thousand dollars to put in granite countertops because you might need that money on your next house now that you know what it's worth you're more likely to feel comfortable doing upgrades so in turn what happens is when you upgrade your house it ends up being worth even more and usually you know assuming that your realtor is giving you the type of advice that every dollar you spend brings you two or three or four dollars back and you start spending that money you're gonna end up making way more money but it's only because you have this appraisal in your hand that anchors the price in your mind that makes you feel comfortable and confident making those repairs so guys that's it if you want some more um, advice Check out the rest of this podcast or check out my website, homesellingadvice.net. This is Brian Mayer with the Mayer Group at, Realty, at EXP Realty. Make it a fantastic day.